Welcome to episode 13 of the Process Breakdown Podcast. Do you want your small mom and pop business to turn into a multi-million dollar franchise? It can happen, but it's next to impossible without systems. Many small business owners have dreams to grow and reach millions in annual revenue, but they're so tied down in their day-to-day tasks that they're not they never have time to focus on uh, building systems for their business. In this interview, my guest reveals how he found and hired systems consultants to help him systematize each part of his home cleaning business, which at the time had no formal systems, and how by doing so he was able to transform his business into a successful franchise that is systematized, an Inc. 5000 company that generated $2.7 million in revenues last year, and this year, that number should reach $3.5 million. But before we get started, a quick word from our sponsor. Are you tired of being a bottleneck in your business? Do you want to get everything out of your head and document how you get tasks done so your employees know exactly what you know? Sign up for a free 14-day trial of Sweet Process. And now, let's get started with the interview. Hi, my name is Owen McGab and welcome to Process Breakdown. This is a podcast where I bring on successful entrepreneurs to come on here and reveal how they have been able to create systems and processes for their businesses, which now enable them to, to literally run their business on autopilot without their constant involvement. And my guest today is Ron Holt. He's the CEO and founder of Two Maids and a Mop. Ron, welcome to the show. Thank you, Owen. Thanks for inviting me. So, Ron, let's get started. Uh, what exactly does your company do and what big pain do you solve for your customers? Well, obviously we're a uh, residential house cleaning company. Uh, we uh, started our, our company almost or just over 10 years ago now. Wow. And at, at the time we, uh, we were trying to solve a pretty simple need, clean a house and make some money doing it. And I uh, had no idea that we would uh, grow into the company we are today. So uh, we're, we're still doing the same thing, trying to, Clean houses and make money. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ron, I want to. One of the things I try to do is always uh, tell our listeners so they understand the scale of the level at which your kind of business you're running in terms of the scale of the business. So, how many full-time employees do you have right now? We have just under twenty, roughly eighteen uh, full-time employees. Uh, company-wide, we have almost one hundred and fifty total employees. Um, we have a home office that provides a lot of administrative and marketing support and then of course the bulk of our uh, staff is in the local level um, in the form of a house cleaner so uh, we we do have local managers who are in place and in some cases uh, even franchisees who are in place too so okay so basically 18 full-time staff but then you have quite a lot of them who are more on the part-time basis kind of right correct the average uh team member who, who uh, professional house cleaner, we call them, uh, works somewhere roughly around 30 to 35 hours a week. So so okay. not quite 40 hours a week. Okay. And so uh, let's get to the numbers. Like what was last year's revenue and maybe what, what, what you expect this year? I'm just curious. Well, yeah, last year was a really great, cool year for us. Uh, we, in fact, the last few years have been amazing for us. Uh, we've really uh, changed in terms of being a small business into a real business all of a sudden. Uh, last year, we did just under $3 million in annual revenues, uh, roughly 2.7, and this year we're expecting to, to top $3.5 million. And, and all of that's organic. Uh, it's not new store openings. So. Wow, that's nice. And so um, what would you say – would, uh, what would you say has been the lowest point in the business? And maybe let's talk about describe how bad it got. 
Yeah, well, that, that's funny because it, 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 it was the, there is a distinct low point in our business that I can recall uh, roughly four, four and a half years ago. Uh, but it turned out to be a tremendous blessing in disguise. Um, at the time, it was it was extremely scary because we had a lot of problems. We had a lot of internal issues. Um, we were still trying to grow at that time, but really didn't understand how to do it. We just had this big dream and big vision, and we thought to get from A to Z would kind of take care of itself. And uh, so we, we started opening up offices, um, expecting good things to happen because it was happening at the local level at our yeah. original pilot store. But uh, the systems really weren't in place for that type of aggressive growth. Um, and, and that hit home pretty quickly once we started expanding because it, it started costing us money. So that was certainly the low point. You, you mentioned in the pre-interview how, like, you know, you basically always ran the, the main business, like, you know, the mom and pop store, you know, like the mm -hmm. book. And then you wanted to apply that idea to as you grew the business. And then one of the things you found out was like, you know, the, the issue with that was, you know, office managers always coming back to you to ask questions. So let's talk about that because I, I want the listeners to understand the, the problem with that. Sure. So, yeah, we like I said, we, we started our original location was down in Pensacola, Florida, and we were doing great. We actually owned, uh, and still own, good news, uh, the Pensacola market. And uh, we thought we really could replicate that, that and scale it. So we opened a uh, second location in a neighboring uh, city in Florida, and uh, subsequently a, a third. So what we discovered pretty quickly is that while the mom-and-pop in, uh, environment has its uh, advantages, the disadvantages is if you don't have real systems in place, um, if you don't have a real big infrastructure to handle uh, support, then you're going to get a whole lot of questions that really are, are, are things that should have been handled uh, within a systems process or manual. So I was literally receiving calls every day, in some cases the same exact question over and over and over again. How do you buy this cleaning product? Uh, what do you do when this situation occurs? And uh, at the time, you know, I was and still to this day, you know, I'll, I'll pick up the phone and answer any question, but it, 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 was, it was overwhelming and it was really dragging us down internally because instead of focusing on future growth, uh, I was I was dealing with just day to day issues um, that really could have built, been dealt with with real systems. And there was another thing you mentioned during the pre interview about how, uh, uh, as you guys started getting more and more successful, people started asking about, oh, uh, are you selling a franchise? And then you, you you wanted to get into that as well. Talk about the the, the challenge you had when, when when that became an issue of say you wanted to start a franchise. Well, <clears throat> Excuse me. The one thing that remained consistent, uh, even with our internal issues, was marketing. We we blown it out of the water. We were we were killing it in terms of sales, yeah. but uh, the infrastructure was was lacking. Um, so since we had those increasing sales, we were receiving calls and emails on a regular basis asking, "Hey, how can I franchise this?" And at the time, uh, we we didn't have the ability to franchise, so we said, "Well, gosh, let's just don't turn these folks away. Let's see what we can do to scale this and really grow the business." And uh, once we really dug deep into franchising, we actually joined the International Franchise Association. Uh, they said uh, one word over and over and over again, and, and the word, of course, was, was systems. Um, and at the time, we we didn't really know know what that meant. We just assumed everybody operated like we operate with. If uh, an employee has a question, you answer it. We didn't know there was an, a, a way or, or a process that actually answered those questions without you physically answering it. You know, so 
uh, we dug deep uh, once we heard that systems was, you know, the, the lifeline of every successful business and that without systems, uh, not only could we not succeed with our internal uh, operations, we, there was no way to scale this and franchise the business either. And one thing I liked about, uh, you know, that, you know, I got from you during the uh, pre-interview was that, you know, you went to conferences, seminars, trade shows, just so that you could learn more mm -hmm. about this whole franchising thing. And the one word everybody, regardless of where you went, kept saying was system, system, system. So you said, you know what, let me jump into this. And you decided that, you know, you wanted to go about it a different way. Instead of trying to figure it out yourself, you said you wanted to go ahead and bring in uh, system consultants, which I also call process designers, to sure. come in and help you figure that out. L let's talk about that. Um, how did that happen? What Absolutely. did you get started with, I guess? Well, what, yeah, once we decided that we, 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 we had to have systems to, to just survive and to grow as well as far as franchising goes, uh, we said, well, how do we do it? You know, it, it seemed extremely overwhelming. Uh, we, reached, we reached out initially to uh, partners within similar industries or businesses, and uh, we just said, how do you do it? And so they simply would say, here's a five, 600-page manual. This is what we do. And our eyes were just this big thinking, wow. <laughs> How, where do we start? You know, because at that time everything was here in my head. I was I'm the founder and the president, so everything was here. Yeah. So I said, how do I get everything that's in my head into an actual how-to manual? So once we realized there was no way we could do that by ourselves, we then said, well, what's the easiest way to do that? And consultants uh, are are everywhere, obviously, but uh, within the systems world, there, there's a lot of uh, process designers and systems consultants. So we really felt like our, our business was uh, comprised of three components. Uh, marketing, um, because we, we actually have a fairly innovative and creative way to market, a little bit different than a lot of our industry peers. Yeah. Uh, so we wanted we wanted to document that. Uh, secondly, obviously cleaning, uh, since yeah. we are a cleaning company. And then three, administrative uh, concerns, because that, that was one thing. Our administrative staff consisted as Four years ago, one person, uh, me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we, you were having so, administration, cleaning, and marketing all three of the pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was the small business owner, you know, who all of a sudden it grew into a real business. So. Yeah. And so you said you wanted to go ahead and hire a consultant, but what, one thing I liked about what you did is you didn't hire one consultant to come in and, and help you map out and create system for all the different parts of the business. You said you want to specialize and get three consultants who are going to handle each of the individual part, administration, cleaning, and marketing. I'm curious, why did you just get one person to, to, to come in and systematize everything? Why did well, you decide to go uh, specialize, I guess? Well, well for one, the, the cleaning aspect of what we do is there's not many people uh, that really specialize in that. And the, the honest truth is, uh, while I own a cleaning business, my, my heart is, is, is inside the business. Uh, we. Uh, I never really picked up a broom and, and pushed it or, or cleaned dust off a nightstand. I, I was behind a desk uh, trying to make that happen. So I felt like that we needed to bring in uh, an expert within the cleaning industry uh, so that we could do two things, obviously document those systems, but also make sure that our current systems were accurate, that they, that they were refined in a way that we could scale and that we could produce quality results. So we, we felt like we needed a cleaning expert. Um, since marketing is a little bit different for us, since we don't use, believe it or not, we don't use any print advertising. We spend zero dollars on print 
other than our business card. Um, so everything's uh, online, new age media, social media, uh, search engine optimization, uh, you name it. If it's new age, we're going to give it a shot. Uh, since that was so far out in left field, we felt we needed to bring in a marketing expert as well. And then the third is, as far as administration goes, again, that was we, we operated at the time a fairly large business in, in an extremely small mom-and-pop environment. And I had never, at that up to then, I had never really run a legitimate uh, million-plus-dollar business. So I wanted to bring someone in that had lived that life. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the, the, the cool thing is we, we actually hired uh, – uh, one of the former COOs of the Gerber Institute, Michael Gerber's uh, Institute. So, um, you know, he's the systems sort of guru. And uh, he, oh, he came E-Myth? in Is that the from E-Myth? the E-Myth. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 uh, he worked with Michael Gerber um, on a day-to-day basis for years. And uh, we brought Tony in, and uh, he came in, and we, he spent – in fact, all of these consultants spent one full week, one five-day period – we closed the doors and uh, we just went system for system by system, and wow, it was I slept good those nights. <laughs> it, I had no idea how, how detailed you needed to be for some of the things we were doing. <laughs> yeah, and so um, just so the listeners can uh, understand uh, or maybe know for each of the different uh, category: administration, uh, cleaning, and for uh, um, and marketing. Marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we actually brought a fourth in, but it was it was really more uh, of small in nature. We we actually brought an image consultant in as well to make sure that our our uniforms and our per- professional uh, image was where it needed to be as well. So okay, so look, I guess because the person listening to this now might be they might realize that okay, right trading systems is not their strong point, but they realize that there are people actually out there that they're consultants, they're, you know, like I call them process designers that do this for a living for people and I'm trying to get from you uh, the very first thing you did in, in, in terms of finding the right person because there are so many options out there that you could have gone out uh, and chosen one person for each of those different categories you mentioned but like how did you make the decision what, what, what criteria did you use to make the decision to choose the right person you know well the, the decision to, to reach out externally was pretty simple. The, the first day that uh, myself and, and our corporate staff sat down to try to build the first system, uh, about four hours later, we built one system, um, and we said, there's no way that we can do this for the next two years. So we said, <laughs> we, we need some experts. You know, we can't do this ourselves. Uh, on top of that, we had day-to-day issues we were still dealing with with the business. So the decision to go outside was was obvious. Um, as far as how, uh, it, it really, we, we wanted the best of the best. Uh, we didn't just want uh, another consultant. Again, we wanted to, to align ourselves with, so, you know, experts within each of those fields. So we reached out to people we didn't know. We didn't know any of these people uh, initially, and we interviewed them. And we said, what can you bring to the table? What's your process? How do you, what's your system for creating our systems? And uh, we, we interviewed dozens well, maybe, of people. Maybe I can stop you before you even talk about what you did when you found them. I guess the first thing to do is that I'm thinking in the mind of the person listening to this. I, I know I need a process designer. How do I find them? I think let's go se- sequentially. How did you find uh, the process designers that you use or system consultants, whatever you want sure. to call it? How did you find each of them for each of the categories that you're going at? The, well, the, the first step was 
you mentioned trade shows and conferences and seminars. We, we attended all of those things. And in, in each of those, we, we learned lots of things, but the, probably the biggest thing we learned was contacts. We, we, we met and network, we networked with people who said, you need to talk to this person. You need to talk to that person. Um, so that's, that's really how we got the leads to some of the people. For instance, our, our cleaning consultant, her name is Debbie Sardon. She kind of calls herself the, the queen of cleaning. And, uh, we didn't know her. Can you repeat the, that for the transcribers? The, the what? The queen of, of cleaning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we didn't know Debbie uh, at all uh, up to this point. So we, we uh, were referred to her uh, through an industry association. We were, we were attending the conference, and they said, there's no other person you need to talk to other than Debbie. So we, we took that in a, in a pretty big way, and we picked up the phone the next week, and we called her, and we told her our story. And, and a few weeks later, she was uh, we're located in Birmingham. She was in Birmingham, Alabama, and we were working one on one with her. She she uh, she she actually uh, physically uh, went into each one of our homes with our employees at our home base in Birmingham, and uh, in some cases picked up a broom and cleaned. So she observed for a full week our, our cleaning systems in, in action. So wow. so that's that's the the primary lead for us was was industry associations going out and networking yeah, people. Yeah. And, and then we also, uh, you mentioned the e-myth. We, we read the e-myth, and I was enamored by, by the concept. So uh, I reached out to people that had been connect, connected to Michael Gerber, the author, um, and uh, interviewed all of those people and uh, selected uh, one of his former management uh, team members. And the guys from the e-myth, they, they focus on the administration part or – well, well it's everything, but okay. uh, in our case, we were most interested in the administrative part. Um, it primarily is, is administration and, and sales and marketing, um, but administration is sort of a generic term for, for everything because it, it applies to personnel, safety, customer service, everything. So, so I, I get how you found them. You, you went based on referral in the case of the lady who helped you on the cleaning part. Uh, and then on the other one of the, I guess you read the email, so basically the email referred you to their program. And so now you had the leads of people who you're going to go after in terms of the process designers. Uh, when you were interviewing them, what made, at what point did you say, oh, this is the right person for me? I'm, I'm trying to get, because the person listening to yes. this is now saying, okay, you found the people, but how do you, what criteria do you use to judge to say this is the right person for my business? Let me move to the next step. You want some question? Yeah, I, I, we looked at really just two, two big factors, but there were, it was only two factors, but huge factors. One, we needed someone that had some practical experience. So we didn't really want career consultants. We wanted someone that had been on the ground and, in our case, had pushed a broom. Um, secondly, we wanted someone that had a proven track record as a systems uh, consultant or, or designer. Uh, we didn't want someone that was just sort of getting started or doing this on the side as a hobby or a side venture. We wanted someone that dedicated their time today to nothing but that. Um, so we that that was really the two things we were looking for. On top of that, we were looking for uh, a personal connection. We really wanted someone that understood our business and understood what we were trying to, to build here. Uh, it's it's not in, in some cases. Uh, some some of the people we interviewed had um, different ideas of how they wanted to to uh, to go rather than building a how-to manual uh, they wanted to refine some of our systems and we had at the time seven years of experience and we really felt like we had lived the life of a cleaning business so we we knew what to do we just needed to know how to document oh, so they wanted to take you out of your own self your your skill instead of helping you you know shape out you know 
document what you already have, the body of knowledge. They wanted to do right. something totally different. Okay, I, I right. Get that. So if we had a, a personnel situation or uh, or how to hire someone, uh, well, that's not a great example because one of our consultants actually told us how to hire better. So we changed <laughs> our system. But there yeah. were, there were some systems that we had in place that we we really t- tied to, we believed in. And some of the some of the folks really wanted to take us outside of the things we were already doing and uh, reinvent those. Um, now we actually I, I say that um, looking back, uh, I know of two two big systems, all per, both personnel related, that we used the systems designer to actually reinvent what we were doing, and it actually helped our business in a big way. It saved us money, and uh, and and it actually is going to increase our our efficiency in a big way. I'm sure the listeners asking them, so, oh, what, what, what was that? Uh, can you tell us what, precisely what, what uh, an example of what that was? You, you bet. Yeah, for personnel reasons, we, we were, you know, we're a cleaning business, and unfortunately in our business we, we have fairly high turnover. Um, the good news is we've, we've addressed some of those issues. Prior to hiring uh, a consultant, we assumed and just expected that our realistic expectation should to be to live with high turnover. And uh, the designer said, no, that, that doesn't have to be your life. I know you're a cleaning business, and I know you're used to this because you've been doing it for seven years, but it doesn't have to be that way. Um, and even our cleaning consultant said the same thing. So we actually uh, were referred through the consultant to a, uh, a uh, software company that re- that's actually systemizes the hiring process, and it's wow. amazing. Uh, I don't know if you want me to say the name. Oh, go ahead. But, go uh, ahead. I'm yeah. all about sharing resources. That's yeah, the, the company's called Hireology, and it's a A to Z systemized uh, software that you can – it's a, subscri- a subscription model you can purchase online, um, and it takes you – it allows you to document everything from the questions you're going to ask during the phone interview to, uh, to the in-house interview, and then it even uh, allows – for the subjective process of interviewing to become a quantifiable process. It, it grades each candidate on a zero to 100 scale. So it allows our managers to take away a lot of their subjectivity. We were, we were hiring in some cases, our managers would never admit this, but we were hiring because we liked how they smiled when they walked in the door. <laughs> you know? So this new process with horology allowed that to be replaced with a real, with a, with a real tool without subjectivity. Yeah, and what I get from that is like you basically mapped out who you ideal hire should be, and mm-hmm. you know the skill set, the, the, the maybe the, if there's a specific culture that your company has that you want them to fit into that culture, and so on and so forth. And then now you're using this tool to make sure that okay, when you're hiring this person, you're verifying this person against the ideal candidate to see if they match. That way, your hiring is always the same. Exactly. That that's that's interesting. You said that because that's exactly what happened. The first thing they did. Was they said, okay, who are you? Who do you want to hire? Who, who of the employees you have now? Who have been there the longest? Who do you? Who do you value the most? And if oh, I want to talk to those people, so they built a actual demographic study of uh, the most desirable uh, employees in our uh, employee base at the time, and then used that to create an automated survey that goes out uh, every time someone. Uh, Contacts us regarding a job opening, and that survey is step one in determining if we should even go forward with an interview. So it actually is that by itself has, has been an, enough reason to go with those guys. But the the, the bigger thing is uh, every step throughout the process is now completely 
scripted and, and systemized and documented. So. Good, good. And so the person listening to this now gets you know the steps you took. But in terms of one thing that we're not talking about is kind of like cost. If, if, if you're okay talking about what it costs you to get the people to, into the different uh, for administration, for, uh, for cleaning, as well as marketing, the, the, the consultants who you had to come in to help you uh, create systems for these different areas. Can you share costs? Sure. Yeah, um, and that's 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 another great question because that was really for me a difficult a difficult decision because uh, I felt like I knew everything. You know, it's all right here. So you just call me <laughs> if you have a question, and my time is at least yeah. I thought was free. You know, mm -hmm. so here I am hiring uh, people to document everything that's right here, and it was a difficult decision because in some case it, it cost us. Uh, close to $100,000 to get all of this completely uh, automated. Um, and looking back, there's no doubt in my mind I would do it all over again. Uh, but at the time, it was a difficult decision because it was a considerable investment. Um, as much as we're growing, we still, you know, we're still a small business. And uh, so, yeah, it, 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 it's something that you want to look at in terms of a return. And yeah. for us, the, the return was the savings we had internally. Now, every day, our business runs on autopilot. We have, uh, four years ago, I could not have had this interview probably because <laughs> the phone would have been ringing. So uh, it's literally on autopilot now, um, even though we're across five states. Um, so all of that is because of this system's work, and, at the, and there's, that's the single best investment we've ever made. That's good. And so you basically, uh, you know, got these people in, went through all the process of verifying that they're the right fit for you, and then they started. And you said you locked for, I guess, each of them. You locked, they, they locked you into the uh, into the building, and you shut down the door, closed the business, turned off cell phone, and you went in and started documenting uh, procedures. How was that? Though? I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, how it was, was tough. Yeah. <laughs> it was tough because you know when we think about systems, I, I, up to this point, I never really just thought about systems, to be honest with you. Again, it was all in my head. So when you think about something as simple, let's think of something really simple, washing clothes, simple stuff that everyone in the world knows how to do. Um, but when you build a system for laundry, it, it, it becomes a manual, you know. So the same thing applies to a business. So no matter what kind of business it is, everything has certain systems and tasks that have to be accomplished on a daily basis. So um, yeah, it was it was it was shocking uh, the amount of work that was that was gonna that was going uh, or was happening behind those doors in those five days because we we spent three full weeks five days apiece with each of the consultant consultants and in some cases it was easy stuff they they just affirmed and we documented and in some cases they said wait a minute you gotta you gotta change this you can't keep running your business this way this, and whenever they they were actually able to do some math in some cases to show us how much money we were actually spending or or wasting uh, by using this particular process, whatever it might be. You know. and, and and you ended up with uh, you said you ended up with like a four hundred page operation manual at the end, you know, documenting the different aspects of your business. Absolutely, yeah. We we now have uh, just over four hundred pages worth of systems uh, that are uh, amazing. You know, uh, we 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 just. Uh, we actually just sold our very first franchise. And awesome! We had, That's yeah, good. Yeah, thank you. We have a, a, we had our full week of training, and that was the first week of training that we were actually able to to highlight all of our work uh, because before then it was all internal, and we brought all of our managers in 
But a lot of the systems, they already knew. They, even though they weren't documented, they were, they were doing a lot of those things. In some cases, they weren't doing those at all. But for the most part, they were doing most of those in the way we had documented. But for the franchisees that we uh, have sold to, this was all brand new. So they, they were, they were shocked as well and, and very happy that they chose our company because it was, it was impressed. Their, their exact words were impressive because the content, was there. This wasn't fluff. This was real information that they needed, that they needed in order to run their business. So you see now how the investment of the $100,000 to have all the different uh, systems consultant coming not only helped the actual business itself increase ROI and also its uh, efficiency. Now it's also helping you now to sell the business and get more franchises in. Wow. It, it, it basically is a very uh, useful thing to have actually have done that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like I said earlier, there's at the time, it was scary, scary stuff, $100,000, you know. Yeah. But uh, no doubt about it, if we had an opportunity to go back, we would not change one thing. Uh, it, it was uh, the single best investment we've ever made. And that 400-page manual we have now um, rivals any of our competitors in the market, some that have been around since the 80s. So I, I'm, I'm real impressed and happy with what we have now. Okay, so uh, one of the things the listener might be wondering is like, okay, let's talk about what specific systems, maybe a few that comes to mind that you currently have in the business that enables it to run without you successfully. So mm -hmm. uh, during the pre-interview, you mentioned something about uh, personal issues that you were having with the office managers. So let's talk about what systems were created to handle those personal issues. Sure, sure. Well, the first is the Hireology software system that I've talked about before. That by itself systemizes the actual hiring process. So, wow, that that's... That's for any small business that's looking. I hate to plug someone here, but for any small business that's looking for for help, uh, that's a that's an easy place to start. Um, personnel and our, like I said, our our operations manual is roughly 400 pages, just over 400 pages. One fourth of our manual is personnel related. So oh, it, it it was there was there's so many issues when it comes to personnel and the cleaning industry that we felt that it was necessary to put as much information as we could possibly put in there. So uh, we, as far as actual tools uh, that, that we use now, we actually have a uh, another software uh, tool that we use that does everything from uh, scheduling to uh, performing. Feel free to uh, say the name. It's okay. Say, we share, <laughs> we it's called service, service CEO, uh, which yeah. is very common and very popular in the, uh, in the uh, service industry. Uh, but the one great thing it does is, is, is it allows us to track feedback and schedule uh, clients. Uh, the third thing we did was we, believe it or not, we were doing uh, payroll um, manually. Uh, and wow. Don't, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> this was this was 2008, and we were doing manual payrolls for wow. a million plus dollar company. So the the amount of uh, overhead we saved there was was tremendous. Uh, when the consultants came in and said, stop what you're doing immediately. <laughs> this is old school stuff that you've, you've got to get rid of. So we created uh, an internal software program uh, with the help of our administrative consultant um, that now automates the the uh, payroll uh, uh, behind their business. So you've spoken about, you, you shared some uh, specific uh, uh, systems you have in the admin side. Let's talk about some specific systems that you have in the cleaning side. Well, you know that's that's the one the one great thing about our business. Um, unless I'm wrong, in 2100, people are still going to be using vacuums to vacuum their carpet and going to be using rags to clean dust. You know, so uh, 
we uh, the, the big thing we did in terms of cleaning is really just put all of that together. What are we doing? What products are we using? Are we using the right products? And uh, let's put it all together because when we were we, even though we were growing and uh, getting more and more new business, we would have a call. We're, we're in Nashville, Tennessee. We're in Charlotte. We're in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we'd get three calls in the same day with the same question with each manager having an idea of three different ideas. Uh, hmm. Simple things like how do you clean a hardwood floor? Uh, our manager in Nashville would have a completely different idea than our manager in Charlotte, North Carolina. So the, the cleaning consultant really came in and didn't bring a ton of new technology to the table. Rather, she she just made sure that we were cleaning hardwood floors the right way or uh, dusting nightstands in the right way or using the right type of glass cleaner. We also used her to kind of go eco, eco-friendly. Uh, we were using some products that were a little harsh and toxic, um, so uh, she did help us kind of convert ourselves into more of a natural cleaning company. Yeah, one of the things I think you remember you, you mentioned during the pre-interview was that because of this issue of how the cleaning was being done differently in the different facilities, you literally had to get all the people in charge of the cleaning into the facility for uh, was it two two day event and literally had the, had them work through this, the process of cleaning so everybody does the same steps for cleaning regardless. <laughs> we, we did. We brought everyone in and it, it uh, we met uh, our central location is Atlanta, Georgia. So we we all met in Atlanta. We had people coming up from Florida, Tennessee, North Carolina, Alabama, and, and some in Georgia. We all met in Atlanta, and uh, we introduced all our systems, uh, but primarily the cleaning systems because this is what they were dealing with on a on a day to day basis. And their response, in some cases, was was great. They were they were just excited and and uh, and energetic about it. But in some cases, we got a lot of blowback because. Again, our, our manager in Nashville, Tennessee, said, no, 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 no. This is how we've been doing it forever. Um, I don't care how someone in Florida is doing it. Uh, this is what works for us. So we can't change what we're doing. So there, there were some difficult sessions in there because we had to sell the idea of systems, uh, our uniform systems, uh, because really we, the, the honest truth is we've always had systems They've just been all over the place. <laughs> they, there hasn't they haven't been uniform systems, and they haven't been documented. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they they were running completely different. Even though we were using the same brand, the same trademark, two maids in a mop, the service and the quality behind it may be completely different from one state to the next uh, at that time. And also, so, so there's. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say so. That, so that two day session uh, again was was. Uh, Everyone was so excited when they got there, uh, but within the first hour, we had some big eyes like, wait a minute, because everyone loves the idea of change, but once you start talking about change and saying, no, you've got to change, <laughs> I think, you know, people start realizing that, oh, wait, my life's actually going to be different now. I, I may have to do something different than I'm used to doing. So, I mean, how do you deal with the, because that was the next question I was, I was going to ask you the systems you have in the marketing, but I'm just being in terms of uh, making sense now, you, you, you're saying they were telling you they had frustrations. How do you deal with the frustrations or the challenges when you, you know, you're trying to you know, create systems that will help you improve the business, but you're getting blowback? You know, gotcha. How do you deal with the challenge? Well, the good news is, even though we're franchising right now, we're, we're, we've just sold our first franchise. The other 12 locations are all company-owned. Mm -hmm. So we get to sort of market you know say hey this is this is the system so you're either on board or, or not but the reality <laughs> is 
we, we, we did have to sell this. Um, so we sold it in, in one easy way that we said, we're, we're doing this for one reason to make your life easier. We, we don't, you, as much as I don't want to take that call three times a day, I know you don't want to make that call either. So, uh, by having an actual manual in place that's always there, that's hosted online and internet now, um, there's a go-to resource. So if you have a question, guess what? We have an answer for you. It's always there. No matter what happens in your business, you're, you're now going to have a real system in place for it. So the, there was some blowback, but once we explained the reason for the system and the reason for the change in some cases, uh, for the most part, uh, people accepted that. Um, and then afterwards, once they started putting these systems in place, that's really when we saw the most positive response. Uh, we, we received emails days after those that, that two-day event um, saying, thank goodness this, this finally happened. This is exactly what our business needed. And then what systems do you have in the marketing side? Just well, the, the ones that come to mind. Uh, right. Well, that since... Our, that's hard to, it's hard to explain because that is sort of our, our secret sauce. You know, our secret sauce is in how we market. Uh, again, I, the one thing I can tell you is that we did trash all print advertising. So once wow. we, once we did that, we, we went straight online and we, we dedicate a significant amount of money to, to that investment. Uh, but the marketing consultant really came in and, and did one thing, made sure that our ROI was in, you know, it was cool and it sounds hip to say you're doing everything online, but the consultant wanted to make sure that it was more than just cool and hip. He wanted to make sure that it was profitable and that there weren't other marketing options out there that had a better ROI. So we did some some real studies to make sure that what we were doing was better than direct mail or whatever it might be. Um, so that's really the main thing we did. We just reaffirmed that what we were doing was more than just cool. And uh, and we put those in place. What that sounds to me is like the when it came to the marketing consultant, he basically helped you determine what kind of like the lifetime value of each customer is. And then once you knew what that was, you, you, you can now determine, okay, what other ways to go online to get customers based on the fact that you knew what your value, what, 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 right. what revenue you can generate from each customer. Is right. that it, or am I putting words in your we mouth? Had, we had no idea what it cost to get a new customer. We had no idea what the lot time value was. We didn't know what our customer attrition rate was. Uh, so we built all of these systems um, that we now can track on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, however, whatever time frame we're looking for. Um, so now, and, and it even goes farther than that, we actually have immediate return on investment calculations for every one of our marketing um, strategies that we use now. Um, so it, the cool thing is everything that the consultant uh, learned was that we were doing things the right way. But we kind of got lucky with that because we we were just going on a hunch that you know we were doing the right thing. Uh, but he did he did allow us to create those metrics to make sure that if things did change, that we'd be able to diagnose that change. Yeah, and one of, one of the segments that uh, my my listeners like is when I ask the guests to imagine your business like a conveyor belt. On one end is the customer coming in, say hi, I want your service, and the other end is the customer say, oh, I love your service because you yeah. just delivered. Work us through just like imagine your business the conveyor belt like how that how, what happens from the customer coming I'm, I'm assuming since you do your business most primarily online and you get your leads online so they mm -hmm. most likely are talking to you online so walk us through behind the scenes the person comes online walk us through. Gotcha. that's a that's a great question and perfect for our business because we've actually branded that conveyor belt process um, that's again something else our 
our administrative and marketing consultant helped, helped us with, we brand our entire customer experience now the complete experience because, yes, we clean houses and people pay us to get their houses cleaned, but we believe we provide more than just a, a, a clean house. We provide a complete experience that starts with dependability, trust, uh, cleaning as well, and then and then uh, feedback that uh, ensures that if there's any problems that we correct them on a return visit. So we call that the complete experience. So we start with a prospect. The marketing consultant allowed us to define what a candidate or what a, a qualified lead should look like. So by knowing what a qualified lead should look like, that tells us where we should market. Where are those people uh, you know, online? Um, so that's step one. Step two is is to just to convert that lead. So we actually have a uh, real cool, innovative uh, plan called the Pay for Performance Plan. And just so um, you know, I'm so excited that you actually sharing this stuff with us. I was thinking <laughs> you're going to say no, but go ahead, go ahead. No way, I love it. it this is this is our business in a, in a nutshell, um, and that's that's why we wanted to brand it. So uh, the the second step is the lead conversion. Uh, you know, getting the phone call is is is, is it's great, but if it's the wrong phone call, it doesn't matter what you're selling. That if that person's not receptive to what you're selling, you're wasting your time and money. So the the now that we know that we're getting the right kind of phone call, the next step is to sell in the right way, and that's lead conversion. So we we have something called the pay for performance plan. It is our central core concept behind our business. Every time we clean, let's say your home, we give you an opportunity to rate the service online uh, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the the best. Uh, that number, and believe it or not, that number alone actually determines the total compensation for our cleaners. So the happier they make you, the more money they're able to make with our company. Um, so that's both a selling point and it's, it's, it's also a motivational point and incentive um, for our employees. So that is a big thing we use in our selling process and lead conversions process. Uh, our third step is, of course, the cleaning experience itself. Um, and, and by systemizing the entire cleaning process, we believe that uh, we're not just going in there and cleaning the house. We actually have a real system and process behind the art and science of a house cleaning. Uh, the fourth step is feedback. Um, and that kind of goes back to our pay for performance plan because in order for the, for our, for our, for our company to be of any value to a customer, they have to understand that feedback is, is a central component of our business. So uh, after the service is complete, we're going to get in touch with that particular person and we're going to give them an opportunity to rate our service. And the rating helps us internally, but more importantly, the comments they provide us allow us to improve the experience the very next time. So we then just repeat that cycle over and over and over again with each new client, and that's why we now call it the complete experience. So. I like so that. that's our conveyor belt. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And so um, I'm curious too, um, were there other, any other challenges that comes to mind? You know, when you, you know, if you can remember any other challenges, when you were trying to you know, create this whole system and get people involved and all that, what other challenges came, you know, that came about and how did you solve them? I'm just curious. Well, it, it's, it goes back to just individual systems. Uh, one thing I didn't mention is, is and I was, as I was talking, I was thinking about this selling. Uh, Again, we uh, we were hiring amazing salespeople as we were growing early on. But as we grew beyond just those two or three stores, um, we weren't. You can only hire so many amazing uh, salespeople. In some cases, you have to create salespeople. 
well, we weren't, we didn't have systems or scripts in place that taught people how to be amazing salespeople. So we actually had to build a script um, that up to that point, we, we had nothing. We just said, this is how you do it. Do it and you'll work. It'll work. Trust me. So and for amazing salespeople, they just took it and ran with it. They knew what to do because it was all here, just like yeah. it was for me. Yeah. Uh, so this script it, on the surface sounded so simple. Oh, okay. So all we got to do is type what we normally say. No big deal. Well, what we found is with every yes and no question, there's another yes and no question. And then with that, there's another yes and no question. So the script became this massive project that took literally months to, to complete. Uh, and now we, we have an interactive sales uh, script that each of our salespeople, managers, can, can use on a daily basis. And it answers every single question any person is going to ask in the sales process. Wow, I like that. So it's like, you know, they have kind of a framework on how to sell people. If the person's objection is this, oh, well, this is the answer. Put, your, put it in your own words. If the next objection is this, this is the answer. Put it in your own words. <laughs> right, like right. That. Yeah. And so I'm curious, too. Um, earlier on, you explained, because uh, I think when I asked you a question about how do you enable your employees to know exactly what they need to do. So you explained that you have uh, the, the manual, but then there's a way in which they get access to the manual and all that. So I was trying to understand the system you have for that. Like. Yeah, it's host. We we call it an intranet, but it's really just hosted online, and uh, people can our managers can go in there and view it and uh, talk about it with among one another. So once we created this manual, our assumption was we're we're good. You know, we what we didn't think about was there's going to be constant revisions and, and additions to this manual. And the Internet allowed us to actually hear feedback on, our, on a daily basis. Uh, one of our managers in whatever city would say, hey, what do we do in this instance? And we'd scroll through the manual and go, uh-oh, how do we miss that? So mm -hmm. the, the Internet allowed us to say, okay, okay, here's the problem. So then instead of bringing extra consultants in, we, we had lived that life we just we just did it ourselves. We said, okay, let's build this internally. So let's all get together virtually and let's build a system for this particular problem we have. Yeah. So you have an intranet and you empower your employees whenever they have something that uh, is not covered in the uh, uh, on the manual for them to go in and update it. I'm sure basically they go in and update it. But people might be listening to this. They say phone the page manual. They might be wondering what is the manual made of, of you know, like different section of it. So just yeah. Do you remember that question I asked you where you yeah. Used? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it starts, it's A to Z. So it starts from the ground up. So if we were to go into a new market and uh, open a new office or open a franchise office, uh, th this is hilarious. But every time we've opened one of our new locations, what I've done is fly or drive to that particular city and do everything myself. And that means get all the necessary licenses, get all the necessary permits, the office furniture, set up the marketing, hire the people, crazy, crazy, you know, no way we can reproduce that uh, in a big way. So we created systems for actual pre-opening. So that, that was step one, was a pre-opening system. Um, how do you get to the first day? Yeah. Uh, and then we, we go on and on from personnel to training to the sales to even pricing. Pricing is a difficult question. If you've, I don't know if you've ever hired a maid service, but the one question you're always going to hear when someone calls is, how much does it cost to clean my house? So that could take you in so many different directions. So we had to create a pricing uh, system, 
so so that it's not subjective. A lot of a lot of cleaning companies just kind of wing it and say, ah, I think it's going to cost this much. So we actually have a systemized process to pricing now, um, sales, marketing, customer service, uh, and I believe training. Um, so we we we've got everything in there. We're refining it almost weekly now, um, which is funny because, uh, like I said earlier, I felt like we were done, you know, when we, when we published that first draft, but it's evolving all the time now. So, and I'm sure two years from now, it's going to be even more uh, detailed. Yeah, you said you also have safety, a section on safety. Uh, on Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so there's a safety section in there as, as well that deals with everything from inside the office safety to, most importantly, outside in the field, whether you're driving uh, or inside of a home cleaning, because in our case we we clean, so we we have uh, some customers who who want to use all sorts of things uh, from bleach to ammonia products. Um, so we have to be very uh, careful that our our team members understand the safety concerns behind a lot of that. Even driving driving is another thing that we just have always taken for granted. But we we actually built systems um, for each of our employees to understand how to have a drive in a safe manner. That's awesome. And so uh, it's one thing to build a system, but if you cannot track and verify that the results are really delivered, then it's, it's, it's nothing, right? So how do you track and verify the results that are delivered by your employee? Well, the easiest thing, and this is a plug on our business again, but it's the pay for performance plan. That That is, it's a simple one to 10 scale. Um, and this is fairly subjective because it's in the eyes of the of the beholder, but still, it it tells you so much about it tells you everything as far as the health of your business and and the uh, work ethic and quality behind the two people who are cleaning that particular home. Every day, uh, our team members when they walk back into the office want to know well what were my ratings for yes what's the feedback I got on yesterday's cleanings because they know that directly determines their paycheck. So by itself that is really the lifeline of our business. We have some other things. Uh, the Hyrology software tool that I talked about allows us to grade a candidate on a zero to 100 scale. So we're able to plug into each of our locations on a daily basis if we wanted to, to determine where they are in that process. Who are they hiring? Are they hiring the right people? Um, we can even ask questions. Why did you hire this person and not this one? Because the grade implies you should have hired another person. So um, that and then service CEO is another big thing for us because it completely automates the scheduling process and the customer relations or client relations part. We we didn't have any kind of CRM software until we uh, – we, we didn't know what CRM meant until we <laughs> hired a consultant. And he said, what are you doing for CRM? And we go, what does that mean? So um, now we actually have that. So when, when someone calls us now, we actually have a way to track that lead if for some reason they don't hire us uh, during that phone call. And so since uh, you now have systems in place for you know your entire business, uh, how long have you been away from the business? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> Literally away? How long have I been not working? Yeah, I'm just curious. Well, for the first time in my life, um, and I've been doing, I shouldn't say my life, in my two maids and a month life, um, I took, uh, my family and I took a, a 15-day uh, vacation uh, out of the country this past summer and completely became uh, disconnected from the world. And it was uh, amazing and it was scary, but we had built systems um, to prepare for this trip. And uh, when I came back, I, I literally didn't check any emails. I didn't make any phone calls. I did make one phone call. 
halfway in just because I wanted to make sure that we hadn't blown up. But when I came <laughs> back, you know, it, it was almost like I wasn't needed anymore. So it, it was that was a welcome retreat and uh, and actually pretty sobering too because up to that point I felt so crucial to the business, you know. Uh, but, but yeah, it, it ran itself for that that fifteen day period. For so sure. how would you say your business has been transformed as a result of you, uh, you know, systematizing your business? Well, phew, wow, we're we're saving money every day now because of this. Uh, we don't. I don't get fifteen phone calls an hour with the same question. Uh, personally, what it's done for me is allowed me to concentrate on growth. Um, we would never ever have sold our first franchise uh, yeah. if if I were still involved in the day to day operations or didn't have these uh, systems in place. So it's allowed us to actually take the next step. We've we've grown at a fairly rapid rate. Um, but it, none, the next step is, is really is really taking that going exponential with the growth. But we would never be able to take this next leap without these systems. We we really would be we probably would just kind of looking back. I say we'd be stuck, but we really probably wouldn't be stuck. We'd probably actually deteriorate because we'd have some issues internally, and mm-hmm. our customers would notice that, and we would lose our mojo. And, and I think we would actually have some real growing pains if we hadn't built these systems. So it's, it's one, it's, it's allowed us to survive, but most importantly, it's allowed us to grow. Yeah, and so on a, on a personal level, how have your personal life been transformed as a result of systematizing your business? Well, I, I love what I do again. Uh, when I started this business, I had this big dream of building this uh, empire, this cleaning empire, and uh, for the first three to four years, that dream fueled me, and after three or four years, it became less fueled because I was dealing with so many day-to-day issues, and I felt myself actually withdrawing and not wanting to go to work in some cases, which was the, the only reason I started a business was because I didn't want to go. I wanted to get out of the rat race. I didn't really want to keep just pushing buttons and going to another, another day job. So these systems have allowed me to re-energize myself uh, one, it allowed me to document everything and actually see. It's almost like a painting kind of coming together. Now you see it uh, with these systems. But secondly, it's allowed me to kind of come in every day and and get excited about what I do because I don't have to deal with a lot of the day-to-day things. It's running on autopilot now. Um, so now I can just use my entire day to growth, growth, growth. And so um, you, you mentioned now you don't have to do as much as you used to do anymore. Where do you find yourself focusing most of your time now that you, you, you've systematized the business? Well, I, I, I kind of brand myself now as sort of the culture guy. Um, so I, I um, still have some, some day-to-day issues that I deal with, but for the most part, uh, I'm the figurehead. You know, I'm, I'm the founder who shares the vision, who shares the dream, and who talks about what we do. So I'm a semi-marketing uh, executive, semi-sales person, uh, and also, we're now in full blast uh, mode of franchising, so we're traveling all over the place, kind of talking about our concept and, and talking to different people uh, about the idea and the investment behind them, two maids and a mop. So I'd say 50% of my time is 100% is, is all franchising, and the other 50% is really uh, sort of the culture guy, just making sure that the right culture and the right DNA is in place in each of our offices. That's awesome. And so what is the very next step that someone who has listened to this interview all the way to this point uh, should do in order to get started at least you know, with, this, with uh, systematizing their business? What is the first thing you think they should do? 
hire someone. <laughs> it's uh, hire you. So there's, there's absolutely. I don't I don't know of any business, even if it's a lemonade stand, that can uh, it run the business and at the same time uh, document every system inside that business. So no matter how small your business, you need systems. And if you want to grow, and every business can only grow, you can't sustain yourself and remain stagnant. You've got to always grow um, in order to be a healthy business. It, find experts in your field. If that doesn't work, reach out to people in the industry and say, um, do you know anyone that specializes in this particular system or, or process and, and talk to them and uh, get an idea of what their process is in building your systems. Uh, but don't try to, you know, there, I, I don't know if you have any experience of, or if you know of any people that have dug in and really built these systems uh, directly without the assistance of others, professionals. Uh, but for us, there was that was inconceivable. There was no way we could have operated the business and at the same time dealt hour after hour on this system and that system. And so what books would you say have influenced this way of thinking for you the most and why? The E-Myth, for sure. The E-Myth was a... Uh, Eye-opening. It was it, everything in it reeked of two maids and a mop at the time because it it it, it, it illustrated to me the the failures of a small business. And in fact, one thing that they they mentioned in there, I'm not sure if you've read the book, but the one thing they they mentioned in there is small businesses don't necessarily fail because they're bad at what they provide. You know, whether it's a service or a product, it's not always the worst product or service in the world that means failure. It's that the business owner doesn't understand how to run the business behind that product or service. Um, they're, they're good at cleaning houses, so they say, I'm going to start a cleaning business, and all of a sudden, they've got multiple customers, and now they've got to run a cleaning business instead of just cleaning a house. So all of a sudden, now they're becoming a cleaning business owner, and that's when the business fails. So the E-Myth, for sure, illustrates that. It doesn't necessarily tell you how to do it, but it, 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 it allows you to look at yourself in the mirror almost if you're having some issues internally. Um, for us, there, there's a lot of uh, books that, that we've used that have been more vision-related. Uh, there's a book by Seth Godin called The Purple Cow that really doesn't talk about systems, but it does allow you to think big and think, how do, what do I see myself? Because that, that's the other thing that that systems allowed us to do was to create a vision for where we wanted to go. Uh, Ten years ago when I started the business, I had a big dream. I knew I wanted to go from A to Z, but I didn't have a clue how to get there. So uh, the Purple Cow actually allowed us to say uh, or to ask ourselves, what, why do we think we should be two maids in a mop, the national brand? Just because, Ron, or, or is there something more tangible? So even with a service like ours, which is which is just a intangible, you know, house cleaning service, there needs to be some tangible difference makers in your in your brand, um, no matter if you're a national brand or a small business in a local market. And you mentioned some tools that you use in the business, but what other tools besides those also have a large influence in your business, and why? Well. Yeah. If nothing comes to mind, it's okay. You know. Yeah, well, obviously, we use QuickBooks. Um, at the time, before we used QuickBooks, we were just using the basic components of QuickBooks. We were creating invoices and making deposits, simple little things. I was doing those things. Um, systems allowed us to do two things. One, uh, direct someone on how to do those things. And secondly, um, the systems consultants allowed us to run QuickBooks more efficiently. Um, so we weren't necessarily 
prehistoric because we were using QuickBooks, but at the same time, we weren't using it as efficiently as we probably should. Okay, that's good. And so uh, I'm curious, because uh, we're getting to the end of the interview, what is the best way for the listener uh, to connect with you and thank you for doing this interview? Well, they can, they can give us a call. We're based here in Birmingham, Alabama, but we actually have franchise opportunities available in all 48 uh, states. Um, our number, I'm not sure if you want to say our number here. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's area code 205-870-8643. Uh, we also have a website, uh, twomaidsfranchise.com, um, that talks about the opportunity, the franchise opportunity, talks about our story again. Um, if you want to do some research on our individual companies or if you're a consumer potentially in one of our local markets, um, it's real easy to find us. Uh, we always brand each of our locations in uh, a website called twomaidsatlanta.com, twomaidscharlotte.com. So if we're in your city, um, search for us, visit our website. You're probably going to see a video of me on there. And uh, give us a call. Um, each of our markets sort of operates itself like its own little small business now because we have these systems. So. Um, you're not going to call us to get a quote if you live in Florida. Um, so, yeah, the, the easiest thing to do is to either call or visit our, our franchise site. Um, and there's tons of information on 2 franchisecom And the final question is, do, is there any question that you were wishing that I would have asked you during the interview that for some reason I got so excited I didn't even ask <laughs> you? And if so, pose that question and also the answer now. Well, no, I, I love I love your question about the conveyor belt. I, I think that you, you mentioned that was one most people get excited about, and that that is a really great question that everyone needs to think about. So, if you are speaking to someone, always make sure you ask that question: What is your conveyor belt? If you don't have a conveyor belt, then you've got some internal issues. And a lot, <laughs> you know, a lot a lot of people think, "Well, I don't need a conveyor belt. I'm good at what I do." Um, in fact, I have a, a close friend of mine that I've known for for almost 15 years now. And uh, he recently started a landscaping company, killing it. Wow. Won award for the best landscaping company in his local area. Uh, but he's having some problems now because he's like, wait a minute, now I've got to hire somebody. I can't do all the work myself. So he's having complaints, and he's actually losing business. So I said, you need, in your words, a conveyor belt. You know, So, so I, I, that, I can't think of one question you didn't ask, but that one for me was the, was the best one. Good, good. And so to the listener now, I mean, if – after listening to this interview, uh, what I want you to do is I want you to go and you know leave a review of the interview. You know, if you your hopefully a positive review on iTunes, and to do that, to find our iTunes link at sweetprocess.com forward slash iTunes and leave a positive review as well as subscribe to our podcast on, uh, on iTunes. Uh, also, what I want you to do is you know if you found this useful uh, this interview useful i want you to share with other entrepreneurs because we want more and more entrepreneurs like you listening to this interviews taking what they learn from it and going ahead to implement it and systematize their business and finally uh if you're at a point in your business where you feel like you're the bottleneck and you, you know you're the only one that knows how stuff gets done and you want to take everything out of your head and document it Sign up for a free 14-day trial of Sweet Process and give it a try. And if you're currently documenting procedures in your business, but the tools you're using are complex, you want a simpler way for you and your employees, go ahead and sign up for a free 14-day of Sweet Process, a free 14-day trial of Sweet Process. And thanks, Ron, for doing the interview. Thank you. Owen. Have a and good we're time. done. And we're done. <laughs> <laughs>